TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. I've never been on live television before, but apparently sometimes I don't watch the sh- I don't watch the news. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brandon Sprague. Because I'm a kid and apparently every time, apparently Grandpa just gives me a remote after we watch the Powerball. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. We'll probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sad. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Final hour of the show, the radio program. Bill Oren will join us at 8.30, but we're kicking off the final hour of the show. On Portland Sports Leader 1080, The Fan, with Brady Henderson of ESPN, our good friend who covers the Seattle Seahawks. He's got some really good articles up, including what picking up Geno's contract would mean, and then they ended up picking up the contract. And Brady joins us now, a new regime in Seattle. Schneider's still there, but the coaching staff is completely revamped. Mike McDonald is the guy to replace Pete Carroll. Brady, good morning. Thanks for hopping on with us. Uh, how come you didn't go to a random bar and see those guys drinking to break the news that Ryan Grubb was the OC? What did you think of that? Uh, well, I have been to that bar, and I have seen some Seahawks people drinking there before, but <laughs> I just happened to not be there that night. No, I um, you know, I, I felt like Grubb was still in play for them, even though there was the, you know, there was the, the – tweet of him addressing I guess it was a bunch of boosters at um, Alabama and he said he's the offensive coordinator I I was surprised that so many people took that as some sort of statement that he was out of the running for the Seahawks OC job just because you know a lot of those things are probably pre-planned and at that point he was the Alabama offensive coordinator so I didn't take that as any sort of sign that he was out of the mix and just knowing how you know how prolific that UW offense was right in the Seahawks' backyard the past couple of years. I, I, as soon as his name came out initially, um, that definitely seemed like a guy that would make a lot of sense, albeit with you know, the one caveat being that that, is, that was a very pass-heavy offense at UW. Uh, I think it was 15th in the country in FBS uh, in drop-back rate over the past two seasons, which is, of course, you know, basically measures their uh, designed passing rate um and then even if you go back to his time at fresno state the 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 three years he was oc there they were 17th so obviously a defensive-minded head coach and mike mcdonald is not going to want to you know drop back and throw the ball 60 plus percent of the time so i do think that's going to be an interesting shift for him um but even with that I, i think he's uh, he and Ingstrand, Tanner Ingstrand, were the two guys that I thought would have made the most sense. You know, you, you, you mentioned in one of your articles that you put up that Carroll leaves now and this, the power structure seems to be Schneider, full decision maker, whereas it felt like for years, and I believe it was, Carroll and Schneider is a joint venture there, and they built that up. They won a Super Bowl. It fizzled at the end there, so they make a move. Schneider in full control. I'm curious, how does the power structure 
work in Seattle now? I know McDonald doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience. He's he's pretty young. Ryan Grubb moving up to the NFL, as you put with one of the quotes, McDonald telling 710, Ryan's an O-line guy. So we have a guy who knows how to coach elite offense but specializes on O-line development, and you've got a defensive heavy guy that had the best defense in the NFL last year. Oh, by the way, the Seahawks pass rush has been embarrassingly bad. I know Schneider's the decision maker. How do you think he works with a Ryan Grubb, with a Mike McDonald, to address the two biggest areas the team needs to hit on, and that's solidifying a dominant offensive line and trying to create pass rush and have premier guys at those positions? Yeah, yeah. So Schneider, he he now has a new title. I think it's head of football operations, and he is now the he now has final say over personnel decision, which you know used to belong to Carroll. So the, the my understanding was always that basically, if there was a tie, like the tie went to Carroll. If, if those two guys were kind of deadlocked uh, and couldn't agree on something, then you know Carroll would he would be the tiebreaker. He would he would get his way, and you know I, I imagine that over fourteen years. There's quite a few decisions that you you don't see eye to eye on uh, personnel wise, and so um, John is going to have that final say. I think you know just just as as Carol did with him, you know it's going to to everything is going to be kind of a joint decision, um, and they're going to talk through things. And and you know John's not going to force players on Mike McDonald that he knows Mike McDonald doesn't want. Um, I just think that you know, he, he is going to have final say. And, and I and I do think that could come into play, um, especially with the quarterback situation. But um, in terms of how they build up their defense, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be the way that this defense has to improve is both through scheme and through personnel. And, um, you know, I, I think if you put this scheme uh, with the personnel the Seahawks had last season, Maybe there would be some misfits just, you know, body type wise and whatnot. But um, I, I think that the Seahawks would have been a lot better because I think so much of their issue last season um, was just the scheme just wasn't cutting it. And that, that what Mike McDonald was running in Baltimore was just so much more advanced and so much better. And that's a big reason why he's a head coach right now. So that said, they've got some really tough personnel decisions and they've got to get better in some areas. Uh, particularly up front. Obviously, the two inside linebackers are both free agents, so they're going to have to find some upgrades. But I, I do think that just the scheme alone, even if it eventually, you know, even if it ultimately takes some time to take hold in Seattle, I do think that will do a lot of the work for them. Brady Henderson, ESPN, is our guest here, covers the Seahawks, does a great job for it, uh, for them on Twitter at Brady Henderson. Um, it is draft season, so that means everybody is telling you who they should take, and this is definitely the player they should take. I don't know what position you think they're leaning on, but I want to ask you, they pick up the $12.7 million option for Geno. The deadline was today, and so as you note on ESPN.com, if they were to have picked that up, it means he's going to be back. They do, and so here we go. Geno Smith is back. I don't know what the future of Geno is, if this is going to get back to what it was two years ago, if they can shore some things up. But a lot of people, because Ryan Grubb, Brady, they're connecting the Michael Penix dots. Do you think the Seahawks are going to look to acquire a quarterback in the first couple rounds of this draft? Or do you think they're trying to address a couple other things, maybe think about the quarterback, but we're not really sure there? Where do you think they ultimately land? Does Penix make sense for them as somebody who can sit behind Geno for a year or two? How do you view the quarterback spot for Seattle? 
Yeah, well, just to clarify with Gino, I I don't think he's a lock to to be back next season. Now oh. the the way yeah the the way the the um basically what happens today is his twelve point seven million dollar base salary for next season becomes fully guaranteed. So at, at the time he signed it, it was only guaranteed for injury. Uh, but today, assuming he's still on the roster, and the report from Adam Schefter yesterday, and my understanding as well, that he they will keep him at least through this date. And so that means that his $12.7 million base salary for next season uh, becomes guaranteed. He's guaranteed to make that, but if the Seahawks were to trade him, then he would just get that from whatever team the Seahawks trade him to. Gotcha. So the, yeah, so the, the door to – I think the door to cut him is probably closed, but – the the door to trade him is still wide open because any team that they would would send him to would take on that 12.7 and if you traded him before um his 9.6 million dollar roster bonus is due on March 18th that's the other big chunk of money that he's scheduled to make next season and so if they traded him before then then the team they traded him to would owe him that as well so the Seahawks would you know be off scot free in terms of the $22.5 million in all that he's scheduled to make next season. So I, I still very much think that uh, the Seahawks are going to be open to trading him. And if you look at the wording of uh, Adam Schefter's tweet yesterday, I think he was conveying that as well. Um, so I, I think it, it goes down to, you know, they're just not – I think they realize Geno is a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback who has been kind of up and down. He's a guy who has been great at times, a guy who's been, you know, has gone through some rough patches over the past two seasons as well. And I, I just think there's a question of, is he a guy who can lead you to a Super Bowl? I think they realize that he's better than a, a ton of the other options. And that I, I've talked to people in the building who think that, you know, he's got top 10, top eight potential. And then if you just look at his total QBR, it was seventh in uh, 2022. And then he dipped a little bit to 14th last season. So, you know, the numbers would, would say that as well. I just do think that there's a question of, is he a guy that can get you all the way to a Super Bowl and win it? And if, if, if they don't think so, then I think they could, to your question, look to draft a quarterback this year. Now, uh... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. I do think that they are so, um, you know, they pay such attention to, and it's such a big deal for them, like positional value and, and not just positional value, but, you know, roster value. So in other words, like going back to last draft, I, I, I think that Anthony Richardson, I think that talent wise, they thought he was worthy of that number five overall pick, but knowing that they had just signed Gino to, you know, a $75 million extension, they knew that Richardson was going to have to sit on the bench for at least a year. And also knowing that he's a, you know, a raw prospect, they didn't like the idea of paying, you know, a 20 plus million dollar signing bonus uh, and a 30 plus million dollar fully guaranteed contract to a guy who wasn't going to be a starter for a year. So could they, you know, keep Geno Smith and then draft a quarterback to learn under him. Yes. I just have a hard time seeing it at 16, knowing that you're just not going to get a lot of value out of that guy for um, at least a year or so. Now, could I see them re-signing uh, or see them keeping Geno and re-signing Drew Locke? Yes. Could I see them trading Geno Smith, uh, re-signing Drew Locke and drafting a quarterback to, to compete for that job? Absolutely. But um, I don't know. I, there's something about the idea of uh, keeping Geno, paying him the $22.5 million, and taking a quarterback at 16. That, for some reason, just feels like the least likely of those three options to me. Where do you think they're at right now? I know this is tough because they're going to have moving parts, but just how do you, I guess, how would you feel or gauge where they're at in the NFC West? We had the Rams make the playoffs this year. They got stuck in a shootout with the Lions, came down to the wire. I actually think the Rams can win the NFC next year. I know that might be a bit of a hot take, but I, I think they got some good parts coming back. Obviously, the Niners have been the Niners. They've dominated this division for the large part of five, six years now. What, where do you think the Seahawks are at right now? I know everybody's excited about Mike McDonald and Ryan Grubb, along with the new coaching staff. How do you feel about where they're at right now in that NFC West picture? It's hard to not put them still behind San Francisco, just knowing how loaded that roster still is. And, and look, San Francisco is reaching that point that all loaded teams do where it becomes hard to keep everybody together and some of the stars are getting older. You know, the, the left tackle is getting up there in age and it seems like he kind of showed it a little bit this season. Um, you just got a very top-heavy roster there. And, and obviously, you know, the quarterback, he's still got another year left on his rookie deal, so they don't have to pay him. Uh, you know, but they got to pay Iuke, and so um, you know McCaffrey's getting up there. I think close to 30 years old. So even all that said, like I still think that they are a, a far superior team uh, than the Seahawks. But you know, I think with the the scheme that the Seahawks are going to bring in and, and the new coach, I think that could help close the gap. The problem is we've seen over the last two seasons it's it was just such a massive gap that you just can't close and one off season or even two off seasons. And so I still think that, you know, they're, they're not going to be as good as San Francisco, but, you know, maybe they catch back up to the Rams and um, you know, I, I don't think the Rams were more talented than the Seahawks last season. I just think they were much better coached. And so maybe, you know, you get a new coach in here, you make some personnel upgrades, 
uh, I could definitely see them, you know, retaking that number two spot back from the the Rams. And look, they, you know, they they were there was not a huge gap between those teams. I mean, the Rams beat them twice, um, but that second game in in LA it came down to a you know very makeable missed field goal at the end and kind of a, a botched uh, two minute drive that they should have executed. And so, um, yeah, I, I think I think they could be better than the Rams next season. I think a lot would have to go right for them to overtake the 49 or so I'm, I'm I'll get you out here on this one Brady because I do appreciate the time this morning I know you're super busy I'm kind of putting you on the spot of just mock stuff because everybody's reading everybody's mocks the last one I saw from ESPN was Field Yates is he has Brock Bowers to the Seahawks do you have like kind of a feel or idea of where you think they might be leaning is it an offense is it a defense is it line guy how do you feel right now today even if you end up changing your mind in in three days a week two weeks where would you lean right now if you were doing a mock for Seattle? Oh boy, uh, <laughs> I think I would, um, you know, put a bunch of positions up on a dartboard, close my eyes, and <laughs> throw a dart on there, and then that would be my answer. No, I mean it's it's so hard to know right now. I mean, we haven't even gone through free agency. We don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like. I mean, I, I do think at sixteen they are in an interesting spot in the sense that you know a lot of the times that they were picking in the twenties as a you know a perennial playoff team remember they they routinely traded back and the idea there for them was that you know in a given draft you've only got let's say let's call it like 17 to 22 23 um tr- guys like prospects with true first round grades and so their thought was always when you're picking 24 or 25 you're really drafting a second round talent and the the level of talent player that you could get at 24 is the same as you could get at 34. So their thought was always, well, you might as well trade back 10 spots. You're getting the same caliber player at 34 that you would at 24, but you're also picking up, you know, an extra second round pick, an extra whatever. So I think at 16, they're kind of in an interesting spot where they could be within that cutoff of, yeah, you're actually getting a true first round player, a true first round talent. So maybe they, they do have, reason to stick there uh but they also don't have a second round pick and they've got a bunch of holes and so there would also be a lot of incentive to uh to move back if there was a team willing to move up at, to 16 so that that's kind of my spiel on what i think they might do um sticking versus staying but at this point it's it's way too early to call it i mean i i do know this if they don't re-sign leonard williams they've got to do something about the middle of their defense just because yeah. even with Dre Jones in there and the big contract they gave him last year, that, that just was not good enough. Brady Henderson, ESPN.com, on Twitter, at Brady Henderson, does an exceptional job covering the Seahawks, a good friend of the show. Thanks for hopping on this morning, man. I appreciate the time. Keep up the great reporting, and we'll catch up with you soon. All right, you got it. Thanks for having me. All See right, you. There we go. Brady Henderson, ESPN.com. Uh, says don't eliminate the idea in your mind about a Geno Smith trade potentially. I don't know what that would mean for them at quarterback. Uh, but some a team that I think looks at their situation and says, we're damn near right there with the Rams. If we can tweak this thing and improve the defense and hit on the right pieces in the draft and free agency, why can't we be in this conversation second in that division? I think it's a very good division. I like the Rams. And the Niners are really talented on paper. We'll see what they do after losing another Super Bowl but Brady says, watch these. It's hard to lock down where they're at draft-wise, but the quarterback spot is obviously a big one. Ryan Grubb now, the OC, paired with Mike McDonald. Uh, all right, we have Bill Orm at 8.30. Coming up next, the math is actually in my favor, and I don't think you should still be making the argument. 
I'll tell you what that is next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.